This is The Christian Working Woman, and I'm Julie Bastide. In today's devotional, Lisa Bishop will talk about grounding our identity in Jesus. As you hear today's message, our hope is that you are encouraged and built up in the Word of God as you live out your faith and identity in Christ. Well, amen to that. Thanks, Julie. Yes, we're going to take a look at the Word of God as we talk about identity. And the title of our devotional today is Believe What God Says About You. As followers of Jesus, I think one of the biggest challenges we face, and one I can certainly come up against, is knowing and remembering how God sees you, how He feels about you, and what God thinks about you. And when I say no, I'm not talking about just intellectual or head knowledge, but really believing what God has declared about you. You see, if you have been following Jesus for any length of time and you've read the Bible, I'm pretty certain you know you have a head knowledge about what God says about you through His Word. You may even be able to recite verses. But there's a huge difference between knowing what God says and receiving it, believing Him, and living like it's true. When you don't live from the truth that God has already spoken about you, it causes a whole lot of problems. It keeps you from living the life that Christ died to give you. Your life hinges on what you believe. And Jesus says in John 10.10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest in me. Listen, you simply cannot live the full and abundant life in Jesus if you don't realize, fully receive, embrace, and strive to take hold of what your identity is in Christ. And throughout your lifetime on earth, this will be one of the biggest battles that you face, which means you need daily reminders. As you remind yourself and reground your identity with the authority of God's Word, the bottom line is this. It is God who has the first and the final say on who you are. Your past does not get the final say. What a parent or teacher said about you when you were a kid does not get the final say. Anything you've done or anything that's been done to you does not define you and does not get the final say. Your failure, your sin, your successes— Circumstances do not get the final say. Your thoughts about yourself and what others say about you do not get the final say. What the culture tries to get you to believe about yourself and conform to, none of these voices have any authority in or power over your life because as a follower of Jesus, you're a child of God and you were made in the image of a holy God. All too often, we can let our past, our circumstances, and other people's judgments or perspectives of us dictate who we are. While harsh, cruel, and mean words may have been spoken over you or your past may be less than picture perfect, they don't define you. And I declare right now that in the name of Jesus, every word that does not align with the living and active word of God has lost its power over you. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When Paul writes these words in his letter to believers in Corinth, it's a really strong exhortation, a warning that any and every teaching, word, or thought that does not align with God's thoughts are to be torn down, held captive, submitted to, and brought under the authority of Jesus. So when your thoughts, when someone else's thoughts, or the world's thoughts are not in agreement with your Creator, the Lord God Almighty Himself, it is time to take action. Ask yourself, am I getting captured by my thoughts or am I taking my thoughts captive? 
your thoughts, consciously and unconsciously, will start to take root in your mind and heart unless you take them captive, cancel them out, and replace them with truth. You know, the other day I was having a conversation with someone who had some really unkind things to say to me, and when I hung up the phone, I felt an overwhelming sense of shame. Her words caused me to really doubt my skills, and if I'm honest, I felt like a failure. My mind started this downward spiral as it began to question my gifts and my calling. This 45-minute conversation jolted me and put my confidence on shaky ground. I'd allowed her opinions to have power over me and infiltrate my heart and mind. I ruminated on faulty words rather than focusing on what is true. I fixated on her criticism of me rather than fixing my eyes on Jesus and recalling his thoughts about me. In these moments, we have to ask ourselves, God, what is true? How do you see me? This rattling showed me that I can still have a tendency to base my worth and identity on what people think of me and One of my biggest fears is being inadequate. I'm driven by performance and being competent, wanting people to like me and think well of my capabilities. The impact of this conversation was like that check engine light on the dashboard of a car. It was alerting me of where I was temporarily misplacing my identity, in my performance, in what others say about me, and not on the perspective of and solid foundation of Christ. Where do you place your identity? Maybe you base your identity on things like success, wealth, power, your relational status, your job or title at work. You might place your worth in your physical appearance, your spouse or kids, how busy you are, or how many people like your social media posts. When you place your identity in anything other than God, you are up for great disappointment. A sudden job loss could leave you doubting your value. One piece of gossip aimed your way can debilitate you. Another thing that can mess with your identity is comparison. We can have a tendency to measure ourselves up against other people and their accomplishments rather than being grateful for the way that God has uniquely gifted and called you. I have friends with Harvard degrees, letters after their name, millions of dollars in their bank accounts, huge houses and social media fame. And you know what? It's very tempting for me to feel inadequate when I make other people my standard. Who or what are you comparing yourself to? Maybe you look at your friends who have bigger roles, job titles, and paychecks, and that messes with your identity and worth. Or you're a mom and you compare yourself to other moms who keep Instagram-worthy homes beautifully decorated while you're tripping over toys and can barely get dinner on the table after a long day's work. Comparing yourself to other people is a dead-end street. I've heard it said that comparison is a thief of joy. It's also the thief of your calling, because if you're so fixated on feeling inadequate because you don't think you measure up to some false standard, you're going to miss out on the gifts and talents God has uniquely created you to put to use for His glory. We try to gain our significance for our achievements, and God's economy and valuation turns the world upside down. You do not have to hustle for your worth because your value is not determined by what you do or who you are, but by whose you are. And you are made in the image of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, which makes you royalty. So it's time to discover your true identity and let go of that self that seeks self-worth from other people by doing things and achieving things and feels the need to prove things because it's so easy to fall into that trap and they don't identify you. You have to remember that you have an enemy who wants to distract you and even worse, he wants to take you out with your thoughts that are untrue about who you are. We all have core beliefs that cause harmful consequences, and it only takes a fraction of a second for the enemy to whisper lies and for you to fall hook, line, and sinker with words such as this. 
You don't measure up. You'll never amount to anything. You're unqualified. You're not likable or lovable. You're a failure. You're worthless. You're all alone. Your sin can't be forgiven. You're not smart enough, funny enough, thin enough, attractive enough. Listen, I call foul because that way of thinking goes against the very thoughts of God. When accusations come your way, what will you believe? Have some responses ready when the enemy attacks. I'm a child of God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the beloved of God in Christ Jesus. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm called by God and kept for Christ. God, I am so loved by you. You've got to repeat these things to yourself and say them out loud and get yourself into a position of worship. Don't come up against lies in your own strength, but battle them with praising God, the one who calls you by name. Live as one beloved, dearly loved by God, because you are. You will not always feel beloved, but be determined to not be formed by your feelings, but hold fast to what is true. Don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you feel. You are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. In Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 9, God says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Don't live by what you feel. Live by what you know. Live by what the Word of God says. And I'm not saying this is going to be easy. It's going to take some discipline on your part. So how do we live from truth? By not being obedient, compliant, or in agreement with thoughts that are informed by the world or someone else's point of view, including your own. But instead, thinking God's thoughts after him, which requires, as I said earlier, that we renew our minds with his word. A few years ago, I created what I call a truth card. It's a list of God's character as well as Bible verses to remind me of who I am in Jesus. It's part of my artillery that I use to fight back when lies try to consume me. It's a line of defense, but also a line of offense in training my mind to dwell on what is true. So for the next few minutes, I want to share some of these things from my truth card with you so that you renew your mind with the truth of God. And there's no shortcuts to experiencing this transformation. We have to take the time to fill our minds with God's word. As he says in John 17, 17, sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. So here is what is true about God, your heavenly father. God is the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He's personal and all-powerful. God is omnipresent. He's always with you. He's all-knowing and sovereign. He's in control and nothing can thwart his plans. He is holy. God is absolute truth. God is love. God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. He's merciful and faithful. He never changes. He is kind. He is the Prince of Peace. He is your provider and your protector. He is your Jehovah Nisi who gives you victory in Christ Jesus, and he is your wise counselor. A.W. Tozer, a well-known pastor and author, says, What comes to mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. What you believe about who God is will inform what you believe about yourself. So those things about God are super important to anchor ourselves in. And I also want you to hear what the Creator says about you and visualize the face of Jesus as I read these truths of your identity over you in Christ. You are God's daughter. You are God's son. You are a saint. You bear God's image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
You are justified and accepted by God through Christ. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God is for you. You have the mind of Christ. You are saved by grace through faith in Jesus, and you didn't earn it. It's a free gift. You are protected by God's power through faith. Your old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. You are complete in Christ. You are free from condemnation. The Holy Spirit helps you in your weakness and intercedes for you. God works all things for your good. You are loved by God to the core of your being. You are completely accepted. You are blessed and surrounded by the favor of God. You are God's friend. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are an overcomer and a victor in Christ. You are chosen and holy. You've been born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. Take time to meditate on the word of God, because as Psalm 1 says, blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on it day and night. Make time to be with Jesus, to marvel at him and just be in utter awe of his majesty and holiness. Spend time in worship and adoration of Jesus, thanking him that your identity is determined and fully secured by the one who created you and ask him to help you more clearly see how he sees you. Well, thanks for being with me today. I pray that you're encouraged in your faith to re-listen to this message or download a transcript. Head over to our website at christianworkingwoman.org and consider sharing this message with a friend. Also remember to save the dates for the Christian Working Woman Getaway Weekend, April 14th and 15th. We're gonna be gathering in the Chicagoland area and our theme is Grounded Identity. Lino Abujamara, who's an amazing Bible teacher, will be bringing the word, and we're also going to have a great lineup of teachers and speakers throughout our time together. You were not meant to walk this journey of faith alone, so make sure you mark your calendar, join us, and check out our website for more information. You can go to christianworkingwoman.org.